You're listening to the Talking Tough Podcast. Creating tough minds for fitness, nutrition, and business. With your hosts, Rob Foster and Josh Phelps. So in today's episode, we're going to be covering seven days without tracking after a thousand days of tracking. Ooh, that's got to be tough. Uh, the change up in training. So same but different. Uh, what have we been doing with our training? Just to keep things interesting. And also pillows. We're talking pillows. So uh, pillow cranked talk. up neck pillow talk um, about how we're, uh, you know, what, what difference it might make in getting the right Hello. Yeah. Um, gym fails. Well, actually, uh, this isn't so much a, a gym fail as a podcast fail. So I'm going to bring those in as well because they often happen. And sometimes, strangely enough, I actually blank every now and again. Uh, mm. It literally just happened a second ago. I was looking at Rob and I was like, oh. And in the end, just had to just completely We've never count. had to. Uh, yeah, I think that's it's like a stage first. fright. You know, when you go to the bathroom, like you really need to <laughs> do something. It's like, okay, uh, there's other guys in here and I can't do it. It's getting awkward. Uh, so that's a little bit of a... Toilet, uh, it's toilet. A, it's a fail in the gym, but it's, it's, it's in the gym. Uh, yeah. Anyway, podcast variety. So uh, let's talk about it. How's it? How's it been? Seven days without yeah, so tracking for anyone after who's a thousand days. Listening to this and hasn't heard the the last episode or watched it, um, I did a thousand days tracking on my fitness pal. So food intake. Yep, it's boring as it sounds. Yep, tracked on Christmas Day. I mean, listen to the episode. I went through it in detail. I'm not going to bore anyone else with that. But how does it feel, sort of? Cutting the strings, such with a, it's like your your, it was tough, your it? kid's little security blanket, right? So then it's a habit. So it's a habit I had to break. Um, it's a habit that feels like you've just kind of been chucked in a deep end. Like, I know what to do. I know how much I'm eating, and I know exactly what I was doing. But then it's not to the point where it's a complete free for all. I'm like, yes, I'm free. I can eat, eat whatever I want. I can binge. But what it has sort of uh, what I've found over the last seven days uh, is. I've under-eaten, which for my goals, okay, I'm, I'm going to be eating probably maybe more calories than most people. But um, I found that I've actually uh, sometimes just not stuck to a structure of meals. I got to 12 o'clock the other day and I was like, hmm, better have my breakfast now. Uh, whereas I would have eaten it much earlier in the day. Now, in, in terms of weight loss, fat loss perspective, perhaps that's a good thing. You know, delaying breakfast, we've talked about that before. Uh, but for me, I felt like well, there was no real um, priority on when, when I was going to eat, what I was eating. And I'd likely just uh, then get to the end of the day. I'm like, oh, I'm pretty hungry. And then we've also found, so you yourself as well, you, you probably feel like a, um, a cereal, not cereal as in the food, but yeah, as well, but a cereal sort of under eater. Yeah. You constantly probably under eat for what you do, activity levels and things. And I've found maybe it's, it's that that's causing little niggles coming out, you know, shoulder, you know muscle pulls, tiredness potentially um or cramps yeah that, i mean that's, i was gonna say something that i struggle with a lot and we, you know we've looked into different things and, and i'm trying some different stuff out uh making sure we get certain nutrients and uh, different things that minerals and stuff that maybe i was uh, and maybe i am deficient i've never had mm. blood tests done it but i cramp a lot don't know i'm a cramper mm. i mean i cramp in all sorts of weird places and it's it's odd it's odd looking it's not comfortable uh, it can actually slow down training so it does have a, a long-term effect but you, you you know you said it to me several yeah. times maybe i need to get the calories in and maybe that uh, you know sort but of i think yeah you probably actually to be fair you you do get the calories in you've said that before you you just not openly right admit, yeah there's uh it's probably less 
less less good calories and more yeah i mean it's it's odd oh it's not odd it's, i know exactly what i'm doing uh you know in terms of in, in, uh, that's that's see that makes me laugh me even hearing me say that i know exactly what to do but i don't do it well you every, don't know what to do time member so says yeah that when you scoring. don't know what you're doing if you're not doing it and if you're not doing it then but the things i don't moan about it put it that way so i guess i'm kind of happy doing the wrong thing which mm. yeah so i can put my foot on the on the gas when i need to but when it starts to affect your training and doing things and yeah and you need to pull your finger out i guess mm. if you want a result for me as i say right now it's about de-stressing about keeping things simple um, do you feel more stress or less stress now you're not tracking be honest or, did, or is there no less, difference in stress mm, it's actually results. it was such an autonomous habit that it was actually less stress um, it's weird just you know not having you know going to the phone just putting bits in to the app it's uh Yes, it's less stress. It's more stressful for someone learning how to do it because you're panicking that you're doing it right. You're having to always think about it. You're thinking, you're stressing that you missed something. I kind of know that I've, I'm going to f- sometimes, or I've said in the episode before as well, I've really under eaten across the day and then had to bump up the calories at the end of the day and sort of plow in loads of calories. So, in terms of that, I mean, I felt probably more digestive rest than I would have done if I was trying to get the calories and I'd messed up the day and backloaded loads of calories at the end of it. Um, but stressful no it's uh it's actually all right it's just more now i'm I'm like "Mm, am i missing a trick am i actually not hitting the the carries and things that i I mean it's making you pose questions and straight away for me if it's not if it's not a if it's not something that's a stressor then why not just carry on doing it like Mm. for me right now you've done seven days without it if you're not feeling any more freedom or more relaxed or whatever and the other thing wasn't a stressor then you know for me if tracking isn't a stressor and doesn't bring other you know emotions along with it then i'd probably go back to doing it personally i mean here's where it did work well and that's when say it was like a family event or a social situation and there was a lot of say junky foods or potential opportunities to eat really bad stuff um i'd probably be a bit more restrictive on that because i'd like i'd still would i'd be honest and i'd maybe scan the packet or the you know say there's a pizza in there like i definitely had half of that so i'm going to put that in and it gives you an idea and you're like mm, okay actually that was I could have easily probably gone for the whole pizza, the cake, this, that, and the other. I'm like, actually, I'll stick that because that's still over. It's still like 800 calories from one bit of food there. Um, this is only halfway through the day. Maybe I better taper off a bit. I'll, I'll allow myself to go over some some degree, but that could have been disastrous. And then obviously we've seen from members and clients we've worked with over the years, if that kickstarts that habit of pff, next day, wow, well, who cares, bang, straight in with it. And then they go off, 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 off the track and then uh, don't hit the mic next to you, then um, it's very hard to reverse that. Whereas I could have just written off one day and be like, nah, it was all right, it was over, but it's fine. And then that gives you the, I like, I like data and looking at that and going, actually, that's what I had then. This is what I can do now. Otherwise you just sort of, uh, we call it just blindfold dartboard, just hoping to hit the bullseye. Yeah, I'm never playing blindfolded darts. Um, I've, I mean, I'm not. I'm not good at darts anyway. Blindfolded. You're I mean, good I've got anyway, pretty much fifty percent vision as it stands. So <laughs> chuck my other eye out of the way. It might, might be better. Might actually mm. be better. It might be. It might be my thing. Um, it's been. You know. I think it's an interesting thing. And I think. I definitely think it's some people. Something I almost want everyone to just almost give a go. Um, I actually come up with a little bit of a my fitness pal game i think we should chuck mm-hmm. that out at some point you know when it's coming into winter we've got a little bit more time indoors and you may have a little bit more time prepping and things like that and you just you know keep it more interesting you know it's got to be something that you're enjoying you've got to be doing say you enjoy the metrics i used to enjoy trying to play around with the macros and go oh god i've got See x amount of protein yeah. what am i going to do what's left in that it's almost like what's in the house yeah. opened up the cup and go hmm and then not finished scanning around oh, tuna that's protein good lean i'll get that not a lot of fats 
peanut butter, ooh, lots of fats, but enjoyable. How can I work that in? And then you end up eating, you know, tuna Random and peanut butter. Stuff. Not ideal. Um, so training, keeping things interesting, talking about food, keeping things yeah. interesting, keeping exciting. So recently we've, so we, you know, for the last few years, I mean, we're pretty good with training, right? Because there's something we, you know, we love doing, we enjoy doing. Uh, and the reason we enjoy doing it is because we keep it interesting. And, and I think that's a big thing for everybody. We've always talked about what's the best thing to get X result. And it always comes back to one thing is being able to adhere to it long term. And if you don't enjoy something, then just, you know what, cut the mm. ties with it. Don't try and force yourself doing things. We've said this time and time again, and even doing the things you enjoy, you need to try and maybe switch it up. I mean, we love possibly if we would say what was our favorite type of training it's probably hypertrophy right it's, it's doing stuff where we feel that um feel the development of muscle growth we get maybe a pump on you know it's not too crazy intensive every now and again we do actually like a blitz mm. out and we enjoy doing that but if we would say the high majority of times it's kind of like a you know good hard work but with adequate rest time to sort of chat go through stuff um feel the muscular development get some soreness but once again, to feel that, you need to change the stimulus. But you'll, and the same again, if you keep just jumping under the bench or pushing the same squats out and just, you know, we flipped it about a little bit by bringing some more machine bits in uh, in, in previous last few years and, and say mesocycles. And just in the last couple of weeks, we've kind of gone, right, let's let's play around with some stuff. Let's, let's keep mm. the fundamentals there. So we've got, say, four to six key compound movements couple of isolated movements if we want um even going back to a simplicity of a push day and pull day really put the p in that one um you know you know a squat day or you know a leg day as such six day training program five days some weeks depending on what's going on but not being too i suppose regimented in that respect but having those fundamentals those keys we know that work to get Mm. it and then going right let's play around with it today we added some bands into a, a flat bench which we haven't done for a long long time uh, that was quite cool just to feel the yeah. difference and that's yeah, i'm yeah. sure we're going to feel that i mean i felt pumped up after like four four Such sets a different, different stimulus isn't it where they compared to just gravity pushing the bar down and you resisting against gravity and pushing it back up you've got those banded tension yeah the elastic they're they're only we use red bands right and they're, they're pretty yeah. stretchy but tie that round well, it changes, the, it changes the, you know, the strength, the curve of the resistance curve on it and, and what we're doing, you know, it's say the top of that press, you, you've got maximal tension then, mm-hmm. and as you say, but that eccentric phase, it wants to come down quicker. You're having to use, yeah. you know, the, the, the muscle groups to, to slow, almost put the brakes on it. Uh, so it just changes the dynamic of the movement. And, yeah. and that's cool. And that was fun. Um, you know, chucking in cuff uh, flies rather than just a regular, uh, you know, standing fly on a cable machine grabbing it what can we do we've done it in the past it alleviates some of that stress and that tension through the forearms and actually we can find even going quite light you can get a real good squeeze and concentration on certain muscle groups and you know these are only small tweaks because if you've watched uh, uh you know followed the the tough barbell club uh, instagram you'll see quite often similar movements and and actually it can be a simple let's talk about the chest stages because that's what we've just kind of done um you know two or three weeks ago you might have seen us do a a, a flat regular barbell bench and it might have been repetitions of difference or, or sets then you've seen us do some progressive overload bits or, or some maybe some spices as we call it you might have a, a drop set sort of chucked in there mm. it might be a three quarter range on it so although it's the same movement being a bench press you've gone from a three quarter range to full sets to drop sets to banded to removal of bands to max effort you know so you can really change up so even if you're limited by equipment there's so many variants that you can do and actually it still gets your body changing you know as you say the stimulus getting it to act differently you get a different result from it different feeling and that can keep things exciting so yeah it's good don't get me wrong if you're constantly jumping from one thing to another to another to another for the whole time 
well, is it the optimal way no. of getting the I mean, you know, best if, out if of it? people listening to this are just going into the gym and winging it every day, then you know, you're trying to almost learn or relearn new movements, uh, trying to think on the spot of what, I mean, we, we pretty much put that session together on the spot, but we've got a, probably a good repertoire of, uh, of, of knowledge, uh, of, of things we've done in the past. We've got good movement patterns. If someone listening to this is probably newer to lifting weights, um, they may struggle with, not, with going in without a program. But the danger, like you said, is going in with a program that you do over and over again uh, and expecting better results when your body's going to adapt uh, and actually make changes or want to want to make changes. So we did it. We um, we trained with uh, under a coach for probably about 18 months, didn't we? Uh, and at one point, we I think he must have gone on holiday or something. We didn't get the program. We were like, oh, we'll just do some, we'll do the same program, but we'll do it really slow, negative reps. We had to drop the weight. We did that and um, we're like, wow. He said, how'd you get on? We're like, that was we got the worst soreness. I mean, if anyone knows about sort of muscular adaptation, then uh, the eccentric, the lowering of a weight, the eccentric phase is where, and talking about like cross bridges and muscle fibers and things, that's where they're, the most damage is done, right? And then the muscle repairs uh, the damage and gets stronger, builds more more fiber. And, and yeah, there's different types of muscle fibers. We're not into that. But generally, you lower a weight down slowly. You're going to cause more, more, um, damage basically to the muscle so that's why we felt sore now on a tangent uh soreness and feeling really sore after workout isn't a great indicator of a good workout um you don't really want to be so sore that you can't train again but sometimes switching up you will feel sore and actually it's it's, a, it's kind of sometimes a nice feeling when you're like actually whatever we did there's feels... nothing better than walking around touching your own chest yeah. and be like oh yeah that's sore and people are like um, what on earth is that random one to? what is the worst sort of muscle to feel really sore in Ooh. what do you say Ooh, crikey that is a good question well I mean listen if we're talking about just muscular if we're talking like nice muscular soreness uh, no, are like, you talking like well if you're cranked up like you're no no I mean not terrible. to the point where it's strained but um, like what would you what do you not like feeling DOM, so delayed onset muscles. Well, I mean, it. your legs, like, right? Let's, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty tough when your legs are absolutely blown out. You yeah. know, um, glutes. You know, when you get a real burn on the glute, I, I weirdly like that though, because I then start walking around tensing my bum, yeah. which is odd. It's an odd thing to do. I know it's odd, but you know, when you squeeze, you're like, oh yeah, I feel that. That feels good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, I've had lats, like lats get yeah, really I don't, tight. So I was going to say, that's lat, one of my, I don't see, like that's that. one of my, I think that's one of my favorite because it's so, it almost feels like a tougher muscle to get muscular soreness. Back's always mm. been one for me that, yes, I used to probably not do half as much as I should. I should probably be doing a two to one ratio to balance out for sure my back. And when I feel like my back's really worked, like more so upper back than lower back fatigue soreness from like legs or anything like that, but upper back, I'm like, yeah, I feel good. Like, so yeah. if I get a little bit crampy, I'm like, yeah. Hey. So I'm, then it's I'm like the opposite, arms. really. Yeah. I mean, I've probably, my back's probably more developed and uh, but it gets it's like so an alien's tight. head it's like a weird alien's head when you see <laughs> abs you work on the lower back yeah it's just <laughs> but it's, uh, it's yeah it's the fact that I've actually trained it quite a lot and, and it's probably just over the years of carrying weight on my shoulders in the marines and stuff um, the back's just strong and solid but it's too it's almost too muscular which sounds weird it's not like muscular like a bodybuilder like really 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 bulky but I've got the, when, when the, I can almost tense my back squeeze up shoulders and and actually put some certain almost pull muscles well by tensing let, so hard let, it's, let's leave it's that not nice thing, it's not right. nice because and, I, and especially when it affects golf yeah. which it has done well, i've trained swung golf club obviously a bit of carbon fiber or whatever you know it's pulled a lat 
swinging a golf club because the muscles are so tight and they're almost overworked. So perhaps I just need to get really beaten up on a regular basis by uh, by a massage therapist because because we we really don't for the no. amount of lifting we don't look after the muscles as much as they should. But um, yeah, no, I don't like that. that well, this, this week you've had a bit of a. Uh, we did some uh, banded overhead pullovers. Yeah. Um, you dumbbell pullovers over. So, so once again, look through the stories. You see that, and uh, actually, yeah, follow stranger, Tough right? Barbell. Actually, tough, tough Barbell Club on Instagram. We've been we, we're going to be pretty much putting most daily training that we do there, and follow the stories for the for the up to date things, and then obviously the the clips and the swipe files for the. Um, so it's not going to be videos. crazy fancy things all the time. No. You know, as we said, getting the structures key, um, building good basics fundamentals yeah. is key they'll always be in our programs we will chuck in spice we'll keep things fun give you new things to try hopefully asks questions on there that's great um but it's unfortunately you know sometimes you do get a little bit sore yeah. get a little bit jacked up and say when you got crazy back muscles like you and let's say you, you, you might you, not you, you went um, over the you went over the head didn't you with the dumbbell and you, yeah. you, you pulled something a little bit you know maybe nothing too major but uh the you thing know. is i actually like that movement we've done it in the past yeah. banded dumbbell pullovers um, you, you you might look back and see Josh doing them. You won't see me because I did like two reps and I was like in, in my trap. Oh, this, just ah, pulled. I thought you dropped the dumbbell. Well, I did drop the dumbbell on the floor because I thought it was on your really, head. Really, it was a sharp <laughs> pain yeah. right down the back. Trap trapezius muscle, obviously. Uh, well, not, not obvious for most people if they don't know. It's the some people might say, "Oh, my neck's stiff." My, it's actually like mid to upper back. And it's like a V shape, almost muscle that goes all the way down the back. Back, it's it's linked. But if you if you put your if you ever pulled your neck and you put your head forward, it's almost like probably where whiplash, where people find when they get whiplash, it hurts all the way down the back from like mid back all the way up to the base of the neck. Um, yeah, that's pretty stiff at the moment today. And it's I remember when we did it we, a couple of months, month or two ago, we we're pressing and driving my head back into the bench as I pressed heavy. I could feel something. Oh, tweak my neck a bit. Since then, it's going to lead on to the next bit. Is um, sleeping with really bad pillows. I never felt like I recovered. My neck was always stiff. Waking up in the morning, um, and that's what I think. What maybe uh, maybe it was still there, and just something was tight the other day, and it just sort of went. And yeah, it's not nice. Really, it's been been walking around with a stiff neck. If everyone's had that, it's. it's it's pretty I horrible, was worried. Yeah, you were talking about pillows. I was worried about getting the right pillows yeah, and well, mattress I, and stuff like I that. Went me for, um because I've always gone with like a pancake pillow, Christy calls it, and it's, it's really flat. I used to like sleeping on the front, pancake pillow, um, tucking my arms under. Now, she likes the thick feather pillows, whatever, and it's horrendous. Like my head sinks in, it's not nice. I've, I've gone with it and it's like, mm, yeah, it's not really great because we're probably built differently for sure. Um, and I sleep on the side a lot and-, and You're definitely you, built differently, mate. You've probably seen the, the, the diagrams where you know, all the, the, the bed and the pillow manufacturers are like, oh, this is, this gets your spine in alignment. If you're a side sleeper um, and you've got a pillow where your neck's up, you, you, your head's up onto one side, then your spine is like that, you know, curved. You can't see this obviously on the podcast, but it's sort of indicating. And then um, when it goes, sometimes as well, having a pillow under your legs or your hips, something to, because then your hips don't drop down and you, the base of your spine doesn't then curve while you're asleep. There's all sorts of like mechanics, which makes sense really. Why do we? Why do you want to sleep in such an, I mean, if we're tired enough to fall asleep and just st stay in an uncomfortable position, we expect to wake up feeling great when you've been all in all sorts of contorted sort of shapes and your spines all you know, tight and yeah, it makes sense. So I found a, a neck pain pillow, which is like a, a memory foam sort of contoured. It's got a wedge shape almost to it, but a few dips down. So whether you sleep, you know, you tuck your neck into one of the dips or you have it on the side and it sort of try to align your neck. Um, so yeah, I mean, whether that's been helping or not, I don't know, but because um, I haven't gone back to the, the really crappy pillows 
but the the point is um to sleep better obviously you need some you, you can't there's not just a one size fits all program there's not a one size fits all bed you're trying to get mattress sorted uh but if you're if there's two people in the same bed then chances are you're not gonna I mean, it's tough at the moment as well. Let's be honest. Sue is not her regular size. Being, you know, nearly nine months pregnant, it's not probably the best time to go and get a new bed. Oh, let's fit the mattress to, to yeah, fit this no. one. So, I mean, it's it's one of those, and you say, it's getting the things right. And um, you're talking about sleeping on your arms, but I, I do that and I literally wake up completely numb arms. And sometimes, oh my God, my arms don't work. Freaking out, like trying to, and you can't physically feel it. And then it's just weirdest feeling when your hand, like, you're trying to literally, uh, you know, yeah. you know when you're like swinging your arms, like your whole body has to swing to move your arm, and then you touch yourself maybe with your hand. It's like, oh, it's freaky. It's completely, arm. yeah, oh, it's, oh, it's such a weird feeling. Um, today's podcast is a little bit shorter, actually, so might just let us know what, how that feels because obviously you might actually find it more digestible on a, on a, on a shorter sort yeah. of income on that. It's I like think tough in twenty almost. Tough it? in twenty. Where we normally do a 40, 45 minutes. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely trying different things out aren't we, with the podcast, and some are going to be shorter, some are going to be longer. Um, um, something that also we've covered this week, and uh, I'm just going to sort of finish up on my thought of the day with this, is that actually um, limiting beliefs has been a big thing that's come up. And it's something I've been like looking at with clients and people who are starting and they're sort of, the, the, you know, it's often they're, they're coming out with, oh yeah, but I'm, I think I'm, you know, too late or I, I think I've got this or I don't think I'll be able to do that. I can't do, and it's a lot of, I can't, I don't, I won't and all this and they're very much limiting beliefs and, and it's very hard to communicate from my from from me personally to somebody you know me being somebody who you know is, is you know training regularly who's probably eating well has done for a long time and to communicate to someone who maybe sees me as somebody who's never struggled with that to, to you know say that actually is possible kind of doesn't really sound that great um so we've Put a post out. Well, I put a post out yesterday, and it's been incredible. The results, uh, or I say the results, the, the feedback from it, just saying, you know, if you were to get uh, a little bit uncomfortable, but it was to really help somebody, and that uncomfortable thing may be sharing a win, sharing something that's positive, and it's not about being braggy. You know, you can people who are really friends of yours who you know uh, want to celebrate you doing well like they should do if they if they care about you and actually it can really help them say so breaking barriers seeing somebody do something that you may have not believed was possible and they do it may they, they might turn around and inspire them to do something and we were asking questions yesterday about sharing some of the things and the wins that people have uh, have done who are you know, everyday people we are as well by the way just maybe live a slightly different lifestyle um but people who are you know, mothers, fathers, you know, about to have, who are looking to have kids who are just married, who work full-time, who don't work at all, you know, all different shapes, sizes, age, genders, every, you know, person had some incredible stories. People from literally being on, um, having breathing apparatus to being able to run five, ten Ks, half marathons, you know, that's an incredible achievement. People then, who may not think that's a great deal, but can now perform a, a bodyweight squat or a kneeling press up mm -hmm. or can actually get up off the floor comfortably now we look at those things possibly as not huge wins but they are incredible for a lot of people you know getting out of bed pain free is incredible and if that's something you can achieve over a month two months three months you know whatever it may be they're huge wins it's not always about dropping a stone in you know eight weeks or whatever i mean yeah they're great as well and they have huge health benefits and that is a lot of people's targets and goals but there's so many different wins um so my thought of the day is is try to basically uh, suppress those limiting beliefs. We can get around those. Think about some of the, the 
it sounds daft, but almost think about some of the things that you you feel like are really holding you back. And when you're when you're just being conscious of when you say I can't or I won't or there's different things, try to just step back and go right. I've managed to get here and I've achieved some great things. Look at some of the really good positive things you've done and achieved. Let your mind be positive and say I can, I will. Talk in a a positive way to yourself. I don't think we value the importance and actually the effects it has by the the negative comments we have if you can believe and be positive in situations you've got so much more opportunity of achieving something uh, and developing yourself and giving yourself the opportunities to even have a go if you're constantly stopping yourself before you've even given something a try you'll never achieve it so talk to yourself in the most positive way possible you can do probably a lot more than you believe you can do and you'll only ever be successful if you give yourself the opportunity to be successful yeah perfect Cool. I think, um, yeah, it helps to follow positive people, um, obviously online, or be surround yourself with positive people in your life. Uh, and it can be harsh, but just trying to cut out some of those negative drain, uh, energy draining people or, or, or you know, things you follow or read or, on a daily basis uh, is going to make a big impact. Um, so hopefully we're positive and you, you follow us, you, you listen to this, you, you obviously watch on YouTube uh, and, and follow our social medias because we, we try to obviously breed some positivity in, in, a, in a world where maybe there's, there's a lot of negatives at the moment yeah good perfect so stay positive people talk to yourself in a positive way um as rob said follow us on the social media things platforms i say we talked about tough barbell club today on instagram which is something that we're we're just kicking back up again a little bit i guess yeah. daily workouts there if you follow the stories we'll post little workout clips as well as we go along with there we'll start to do some more teachers on there at the moment if i'm being honest with you we're just kind of getting back into the routine of doing mm. it and building a habit up so you can almost watch us build our habit yeah Cool. Guys, right, we're out on there. Peace. Cheers. Bye-bye.